I'm going to attempt an argument that atomism implies relativism. Now, atomism is an idea first associated to Democritus. And the idea is that there are some things which don't have parts. So you take any given thing, you, maybe you can break it down into parts. Maybe you can break those things down into parts. Maybe you can keep doing that for a long time. But eventually, you have to bottom out and reach a collection of things that do not have parts. So that's atomism. And, and it's important to make a point that um, it's a very general position. So you, you might have heard of atoms in the science class, and you might have heard that hydrogen is an atom and helium is an atom. You know, these uh, physical phenomena that have such and such features. So the atomism I'm talking about doesn't even assume that hydrogen or helium exists. It doesn't even assume that what the atoms are are physical. You could be someone who, who believes that only mental phenomena exist, that no physical phenomena exist. And you could still be an, an atomist. So you could not, you could believe that physical things don't exist, and you could still believe in atomism. Because atomism is just more general. You know, as long as you thought that there are some mental phenomena that don't have parts, then you would be an atomist. On the other hand, you could also believe that only physical things exist and still be an atomist in that case as well. So atomism is, is very general. It's more general than uh, you might be accustomed to thinking about just because of how that term is used in, in, uh, in physics. Okay, so that's what atomism is. Now, relativism. Relativism, I think, comes in two guises. Uh, there's the there's what you might call specification relativism, and then there's what you might call reality relativism. So, specification relativism is is like you know, if someone says, if someone asks, "Oh, what is the color of the Mona Lisa?" Someone else might say, oh, well, the Mona Lisa doesn't have a color. Uh, however, a specific point on the Mona Lisa does have a color. So the color of the Mona Lisa is relative to a point. Um, and so the basic, the basic, so that kind of relativism is basically that there are certain qualities that are only relative to uh, to uh, certain to certain points or areas uh, in the world, um, and then there is a um, which it's not a very profound kind of relativism, but it is something that. 
relativism is reality relativism, which is where, uh, you know, if you hear someone say, um, I have my own reality and you have your own reality and they are both fully real, but they are not part of the same reality. Um, you might, maybe you think that that statement doesn't make any sense or it has no meaning, but at least on a superficial level, uh, what that person is, is trying to suggest is more of a, of a reality relativism, which is more uh, profound, at least if it's something that can actually be the case. And um, so those are those are roughly the two kinds of relativism. The the second kind is, I think, more interesting and more ambitious. And um, what I will do is show that is attempt to show that atomism implies the second kind of relativism, reality relativism. Okay, so here we go. Um, we begin by defining what reality is, or what reality would be, if there would be a reality. Um, one feature is that reality would have being, right? I mean, if reality doesn't have being, then we've already proven relativism, which is that there is no single reality. So reality, so either reality has been or it doesn't have been. If it doesn't have been, then we've already arrived at, relativ at relativism and we don't have, and our job is done. So we're just going to worry about the case where, real, where reality does have been. So suppose reality has been. What is the what is the kind of defining feature of reality uh, that distinguishes it from other things which have been? Um, and to me, I, I, I think the only thing it could be is that it is something whose being is Im implicated or implied by the being of anything else. It's, just, it's essentially, it's this idea that um, reality is something that, you know, if anything exists, it's that one thing which is such that if anything exists, then reality also exists. You can't have something have been and exist if it's not the case that reality also doesn't exist. And I think that um, what defines reality is that it's, it's the kind of, it's unique in that manner, 
It is the one being whose being is implied by all other beings. Okay, so we assume, let's, we'll assume that that's what reality is, and that reality does have being. Okay. Now, now suppose we believe in atomism, right? So, in atomism, uh, the, the fundamental constituents of everything, be they physical or non-physical or whatever, they don't have parts, right? And um, what is a part? Well, Part is something whose being the whole implicates, right? If X is a part of Y, what that means is that if Y exists, then X must also exist. That's what it means for something to be a part of something. So an atom is a being which doesn't have parts, which means that it's a being which doesn't implicate any other being. So either there are, either there is only one atom uh, that has being, or there are many atoms that have being. If there's only one atom, then uh, there's only, there's only, if there's only one atom, that leaves us in a pretty weird place. Because then it, it seems like it's not too far of a leap to say that there's only one thing, right? Especially uh, if you're the kind of atomist that believes that holes are nothing above and beyond their parts. So we're giving this kind of, this argument just kind of a rough treatment. So we're going to assume that that's off the table. We're going to assume that um, we can't accept that there could only be one atom because then there would only be one thing and that wouldn't account for all of the obvious variety that we experience. So there must be at least one more than one atom. Now, there are two different atoms. One of them can't implicate the uh, okay, so, so suppose that there's, you know, X number of atoms. None of them can impl implicate the, the being of another because then it would have a part and it wouldn't be an atom. So all of these atoms which have being, they all have being and none of their beings implicate the being of any of the other atoms. Now, now is the question, um, 
if reality has being, then it, its being must be implicated by everything which has being. So it must be implicated by the being of each one of those atoms. Now, an atom can't implicate the being of something that isn't itself, because it doesn't have any parts. So it could be that reality is identical to one of those atoms. And in that case, the atom does implicate the being of, of, of reality, just because it, it, it happens to be reality itself. But it can't be identical to all of the atoms, because then there would only be one atom. The fact that they're different atoms, that means that they're non-identical to each other. So reality could only be identical to one of them, which means that it could only be implicated by one of them, which means that it's not implicated by all of them, which means that it's not implicated by each thing. There are things which don't implicate it. But then that contradicts the definition of reality, which is something whose being is implicated by any given being. And so it must be that there is no such thing. There is no reality. Um, which, to my mind, pretty much gets us to reality relativism. This idea that there really isn't a single reality as we would understand a single reality to be. And, you know, of course this argument is, uh, is rough and it could be refined and improved and it might ultimately um, be un- it might ultimately be that um, it's inherently flawed, but I still think it's 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 worth thinking about, and I think it's very interesting, especially in the historical context of Democritus and Protagoras, because Democritus uh, proposed or advocated atomism, and Pythagoras advocated relativism, and Pythagoras was the student of Democritus. So there might, the fact that if we can discover some kind of conceptual connection between atomism and relativism, even if it turns out that one can't really prove the other, but there's a suggestion, a link of suggestion at least, that could that could give us insight into um, what happened historically in terms of the, uh, the intellectual history uh, going from Democritus to Pythagoras. And I think that's actually only one of the links from uh, atomism to the ideas of Pythagoras. Uh, there's another link, which is that I think that atomism, uh, from one from one angle at least, seems to imply a paradox or suggest a paradox, 
which uh, Protagoras's idea seems very well fitted to attempt to fix or solve. So that's another way in which they might be related. Uh, but I will get to that in a 